There are places in the world where people live apart from the world. This is a story about one of those places and the people who live there. The place is in the country of Colombia, just outside a city called Pereira. And the people who live there are called Embarachami. In their language, that means people from the mountain. Unless you're one of them, there's a very good chance you've never been to this place. For centuries, these people were unknown and unreached. Even now, only a handful of outsiders understand their language or their customs. These are, after all, people who, even today, will see a witch doctor when they get sick. And this is, after all, a place where the modern world, for better or worse, has always kept its distance. Their houses are mainly made of either bamboo or um, kind of like brick and mortar. Uh, they're all tin roofs um, and the floor is usually dirt. And so it's a very poor uh, community, very poor uh, people. And uh, the local Colombians have always told us, no, no, you shouldn't be up there. It's a dangerous place. But um, we have always been searching for a way into this community. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs and change lives. In this episode, almost five years of trying had gotten Mike and Tisha Jones nowhere. Since we landed here in Pereira, um, and that was you know, four and a half years ago, we immediately started trying to think of ways to engage into that community. And we even went and visited with the governor and asked, could we go come into your community? And we were pretty much told no. Mike and Tisha are missionaries who help start churches in Embarachami communities. They had succeeded in other places, but not here. Not until the day they saw the red flags. That day was March 24th, 2020, day one of Colombia's nationwide COVID quarantine. When the country completely shut down and we went into a full lockdown, that just completely ground to a halt any possibility that they had of making income because most of them work as day workers in the surrounding um, coffee or plantain or orange plantations. And so the Colombian government sent out an, um, a notification saying that if you have no food, put out a red flag out in front of your house to signify that you are kind of in a desperate situation. And so within the next, I think that same day, red flags went up all over the, all over the city. I, I don't think I'll ever forget the day that um, the, the quantity of red flags that I saw just up and down the mountainside, just all throughout the city, um, was just an incredibly overwhelming sense of anything that we do is, a, is gonna be a drop in the bucket. This is Stories of Hope, episode 49, Raising a Red Flag. It's 2020 and everyone says the world is smaller than it used to be. You can, after all, easily and quickly travel to the most lonely, isolated spot on Earth. And then when you arrive, post a live video of yourself that could then be viewed by hundreds of millions of other people, if you're into that kind of thing. That's why it'd be perfectly reasonable to assume that everyone everywhere has seen and heard everything you've seen and heard. It'd be perfectly reasonable. 
and also wrong. Mike and Tisha Jones figured that out when they first moved to Colombia and met Embera Chami people who'd never heard of Jesus. We got here to work with indigenous people group that live right outside the city. And so that's that's what we do full time is we, we visit the communities, we visit individuals, we focus on discipleship. So that is our full time job and our focus is to reach the indigenous uh, of Colombia uh, and plant churches. It's an interesting dynamic because they still hold very strongly to their traditional beliefs. The majority of our people have never heard the scriptures in their own language. And most of what they have heard is very, very sparse. And so maybe they've heard a little part of one of the Bible stories, um, but it's very rare to encounter anyone that has, that really has any solid understanding of any part of the gospel. That's the way it was pre-COVID. Mike and Tisha working in unreached communities, making progress in several of them, while at the same time trying to figure out how to get into that one community that wasn't just unreached, but uninterested. We had been in contact with a few of the people from the community, but we were not working in this community. We were not welcome in this community. Um, and, and we were, we, we had, like Mike said, we had just encountered closed door after closed door as far as engagement. And then came the quarantine. In Colombia, the quarantine was mandatory. What that meant for many people is that all of a sudden, there were no jobs and no paychecks. It took a while, but when families all over Pereira started running out of food, that's when everyone began hanging red flags outside their homes and waiting for help that, in many cases, never came. This was probably a couple of weeks into the lockdown and they had, you know, went through everything that they had and uh, they, they said, you know, we're turning to anywhere that we can. Um, the government is promising things, but it's not coming through and we don't know what to do. And that's when Mike and Tisha got a phone call from a leader of the Embedded Chami community that up until now had always turned them away. They had no, uh, no way of, of buying food, no way of getting income. And so there were uh, some families getting close to the verge of starvation, of not having any food at all for, for days on end. And we got a phone call saying, we're desperate, we need food, we don't know where to go. We've asking everybody, what can you guys do anything? And we were like, well, we have some contacts. The pastor of Mike and Tisha's church in Pereira knew the owners of a local grocery store. They agreed to let Mike and Tisha purchase food in bulk. And then Mike and Tisha asked Send Relief to help provide groceries for an entire indigenous community. Send Relief didn't say no. They said, let's do it. We wouldn't, people need food, they need help, they need it now. So God just, like everything just kind of came together. It's just it was, a few days. It, I, I believe it was within three days of them calling us, we had the first um, distribution of food ready to go in those, in those indigenous hands. Um, and it was, it was just the orchestration of God. Now, there are no more red flags. Mike and Tisha are welcome to come to the community as soon as they're able. And when they do, a place and people that were unreached will be reached. 
this year was the first time with this uh, doing the food distribution that we've been allowed into the community and because of this food distribution we were able to sit down and talk to the leaders of the community and got welcome back open arms into the community when all of this pandemic passes we are seeing people who have never before had any interest in the gospel who are now saying, hey, tell me a story from the Bible. And every church, every individual that has or will give to Send Relief has become our partner and they have had or will have a direct um, impact in the goings on in the communities here. And I just, I think back to so many different groups that we have asked, pray for an opening, pray that God, pray that God will do what he must, that we can begin engaging this community. And um, this pandemic has been hard. The shutdown here in Columbia has been devastating. But seeing God answer the prayers of his people has been amazing. This has been Stories of Hope from Send Relief. Today's episode, Raising a Red Flag. Missiologists classify the Imbarachami as an unreached people group. That means that less than 2% of them are believers. Like thousands of the other unreached people groups, they have no church and no Bible translated into their language. It's estimated that there are more than 3 billion people around the world who belong to an unreached people group. To learn more about how you and your church can share Christ with them, go to imb.org. Almost 700 million people around the world don't have enough food to eat. You can help change that. Your gift of $25 to Send Relief can provide up to 100 meals for hungry people. To give, go to sendrelief.org or text HUNGER to 888-123. And finally, if you liked what you heard here, Please rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. And join us in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.